This is Sophie, the food blogger behind A Kitchen in Uganda. And what you are listening to is our new podcast called Our Food Stories. A podcast where we as a community share food stories from our past that have raised and sustained our ancestors and eventually ourselves. Episode 3. This food is very well known for its versatility. From street fried cassava that we all love so much that we usually eat for breakfast to steamed cassava that we usually eat for lunch, to a popularly known delicacy of owundu, which is made of cassava flour. Cassava is very well loved in this part of the country. Today's guest is going to be talking to us about cassava and how it sustains lives, but most importantly, how the process of preparing this food helps remove a popularly known toxin, cyanide. I don't want to give everything away, so sit back, relax, and listen to this story. My name is Simon Ibuambale from Kasese in Uganda. I'm going to talk about a process of making dry cassava, which is processed into wondo. You know, our forefathers and, and mothers had a way of doing things and processing things, which I think is better than what we are doing now. And this is the process. It started with a protein cassava. And after protein cassava, you peel the cassava. But the peeling was optional. You could leave it with the, without peeling it or you peel it. The second um, part was putting it in a kilo beko. That is in a stagnant pool of water so that it can ferment in water. A kilo beko was just a dugout hole just adjacent a flowing stream so that you can direct some water into that hole until the hole is full. Then that's where you will put your cassava. And cassava used to, to, to be kept there for about a week or two, depending on the temperature of the weather and on the temperature of the area. The cooler the place, the longer the time stayed in the, in the chilobeco, in the pool so that it can ferment. Two weeks later, the cassava could be removed from the chilobeco and if it was not peeled, then it, would, it could be peeled. And after peeling it, it could be spread on a rack-like structure uh, for a structure constructed with the poles and raising above the ground about six feet six feet above the ground and uh, on the rack the cassava could stay there as long as it gets dry but uh, there are times when the cassava could not dry easily owing to the to the weather and so our mothers could after it has stayed there for about a day or two and all the water has dripped out of it, they could transfer it to 
to transfer it and take it home to a chitanda after removing it from a chitalalango i do not tell you the name of the the rack it was called a chitalalango that is the rack like structure so it could be removed from a chitalalango and brought into homes to a chitanda what is a chitanda chitanda is a, is a also a rack like structure like a chitalalango but this rack like structure is in a house in a house above the hearth the cooking place so that uh, the, the heat of the fire and of the smoke can dry the cassava in the chitanda and this could take a little good time but the dry cassava could i mean the cassava could stay there as many days as it would be wanted to be cooked for instance it could take there even six months it's no problem as long as it is dry because it won't go bad so that was a chitanda above the house then when it the the cassava is dry it is called a mikokolove as i told you and uh, these can be kept for any time that you want you don't have you don't have to preserve it it can take a year or two without going bad and especially when it was put in the kitanda was the kitanda the, the the smoke that came on it it put a cover that would protect the cassava for a long time and so after this what we would like to look at uh, the advantages of doing so advantage number one was that cassava is known to be containing cyanide so this process eradicated cyanide or, or let me say reduced cyanide to a considerable level to the level that that the body can take it in then another thing is that this process gave the cassava a nice aroma such the way that when you are eating vundu it has a nice smell another advantage was that it was was always easy to process because it has been made soft in the process of, of fermentation and of course when you mingle the the cassava make it into bundu it was always easy to make because it is not too much sticky and perhaps lastly even the eating itself it was soft to eat and soft to, to, to swallow because it is not too sticky for you as, as you are eating it it was very convenient it's another thing which i remember uh, my mother doing when we were and the process of um, removing this uh, cassava from a chilobeko, the process we use to call a relobola. A chilobeko is where we lobeka the cassava. And a relobola is removing the cassava from the chilobeko. I remember um, my mother could, could peel a piece of cassava right from a chilobeko and then she covers it with the banana leaves and and then push pushes it in the hot ash fire ash 
because remember this process was always it always took a long time if you are going to if you are going to peel the cassava remove the cassava from the chilobeco and peel it it always took a lot of time because it was always a lot of cassava in in the process so we would stay there long hours and she would prepare that for us to yes to have us something to 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 eat to snack on so tight in a banana leaf push it in hot ash and then it cooks there and when it comes there and you are removing the leaf the aroma was so nice and it was always so tasty for us what well, that's one of the things that we could long for when my mother uh, used to Rebecca the bundu and so forth so that's what we can say about this process the cassava is dry now and the next process will be processing it until it is flour ready to cook and be eaten thank you so much as for now we can talk about this Wow, that was a lot. I'm always interested to know how people used to make life work for them way back in the past. For example, who would have known that a stream or a river would be used for so many things aside from collecting water? What intrigued you the most about this episode? Connect with us on social media at a kitchen in Uganda and use the hashtag #ourfoodstoriesug to share your comments with us. Fun fact, the person who just shared this story is very dear and close to my heart. This is my very own father and I believe that with this story he is the person who instilled my love for cassava in me. He can tell you that from a young age I've always adored and loved eating anything that has cassava in it. So it's really interesting to know how his mother who is my grandmother how they prepared this food and how they preserved it and how they removed the toxins. Remember, if you are a Ugandan or if you were born and raised in Uganda, you can contribute to this podcast by reaching out to us at a kitchen in Uganda on Instagram or at a kitchen in Uganda at gmail.com to contribute to this podcast. Thank you for listening. See you in the next episode.